Good morning. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership for another episode of Servant Leadership. And thank you for joining us, Matt Hostetler with Red Roof. How are you today? Doing wonderful, Greg. Thank you for having uh, me on today with you. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. And Samantha Lamar from the beautiful city of Indianapolis. But the but you're in Car- Carmel. Carmel. That's the city of Carmel, Indiana. Yes. Don't call Just me. Just north, north of Indianapolis. All right. And it's it's a very nice suburb, I hear. It's very nice. Yeah, okay. we hosted the International Making Cities um, Livable Conference. So we have people from all over the world here for our city. So Beautiful. Um, as you describe what it is that you do, Matt, and, and how you do it, tell us tell us why you do what you do, but work in a little leadership for the viewers so they know know what you do and how you lead. Well, I appreciate that, Greg. And again, thank you for having us on, having me on today. And um, specifically, you know, what I do at Red Roof, I'm the, my title is the Chief Development Officer. So my role is to lead um, the organization to meet with entrepreneurs, hoteliers, uh, developers to grow our brands, which mm. which are the Red Roof brand, the Hometown Studios brand, and our soft brand, the Red Collection. So through my leadership, through the organizational uh, leadership, um, we work with our teams and serve them to be able to go out and find exactly what it is, find the developer or the hotelier uh, that we're looking for to mm-hmm. join and become part of our family and part of our culture. Okay, awesome. Samantha, tell us a little bit about what you do and and how you do it, but more importantly, why? Why do you do what you do? Uh, I have a few things going on. I am a homeschooling mother with six children, and I homeschool uh, five out of the the six that are here. I have nine altogether, Um, so there's that. I also have a company called Roundabout Fitness Hmm. that I started back in 2020, and um, and then I have podcasts on the plaza, which we started this past uh, December. And as far as leadership goes, um, I didn't think I was in a leadership role. I didn't realize that I was until um, I, I just, it just happened. So, so uh, the way I help to develop people is by helping them discover what their, their gifts are and their purposes and encouraging that and not settling. Um, and I lead by example because I made some tough choices and decisions over the years that people don't understand, but I knew it was what I needed to do. And um, so I, I set that example to my children and the people who work with me and um, my entire team and all my friends. So that's, that's what I do. Wow. You, when you, you had me at six children and then nine total you homeschool. That's uh that's gotta be quite a, an opportunity. I was going to say chore, but my, my mind took over and, and said that that wouldn't be a chore. It'd be an opportunity. What a blessing. And to me, leadership is is an honor. It is a privilege to lead. So stay with you for a second, Samantha. When you say you set an example, just for the leadership that you are in, as you recognize you are, what what do you believe is the best kind of example to, to set for someone, especially the a, a child or, or a younger younger one? Looking at different aspects, I do work in, uh, as a you know personal trainer, so physical, financial, mental health. Mm-hmm. The example I try to set is is taking care of those things first. So all, my older children, they all know to to try to eat healthy. They work out, so they those they, those habits were established early on based on my example, and I would teach them the benefits. Um, but ultimately, teaching my children to have courage to go mm-hmm. after what they they feel they are called to do. And not be afraid to um, 
to go against the grain. That's that's probably the the example I want to set more than anything to 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 my children and, to, and my friends. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Matt, piggyback on that for a second. When you're when you're leading by example, and and I know you well enough to say this, you do example terrific leadership. What do you think are what do you think are some of the more important qualities of a leader as you're as you're being an example for your team? Well, I, I appreciate Greg that Greg and. Before Samantha joined us, as you well know, some of the things that she just said, first of all, it's about your mental health and your well-being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to be in the right mindset, to be an example to another, whether it be your peer um, or even your leader uh, that you may have in your own organization, you have to be mentally prepared to be that example. And so, you know, whenever we're together in a group, I just stress with my team uh, that I lead to, to be healthy, be aware, um, be uh, mentally, whether you have a, a, a significant other, a, a family, make sure that your well-being is good at home and allow that to, you know, transfer into your, um, your, your work life. And we know that it's balance. It's not work-life balance. It's balance. <laughs> because it, it, and I've learned that from you, Greg. And <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that is really true. Um, but it is really about, um, you know, being uh, in the right space and in the right uh, mind uh, in order to start your leadership role. You bet, absolutely. Samantha, tell us some of the some of the better leaders you've been around, and and what did you admire about him or her? Well, I have a devotion to the Catholic saints, and mm-hmm. they're they, I look to them for leadership because they're. Typically, I find the ones who've had a difficult upbringing and were called to do some very challenging things. And um, what what I've learned from them, like St. John Paul II, a man who lost a lot at a a young age, his mother, his brother, friends, went through World War II, the German or Nazi occupation, uh, the Soviet Union or the Russians coming in, just constant challenges. But he learned uh, to take that and like we've learned with some of the things we've done as, and use as a gift and an opportunity to grow his interior life. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing that, he was able to connect with people more deeply and, and more profoundly and help them discover, you know, what their purpose was. And mm-hmm. so as far as leadership goes, he was a great leader. Um, and the, the example was, it's not about us so much like what's happening to us it's what we're doing with that to give back to others so, so I learned that wow. from him but and then um people that are closer to me um that are you know not saints <laughs> they might be someday Won't but be what, I, what I look at is the <laughs> uh someone who is c- consistent yeah. in their life and how they respond to things and you see that they're consistently kind and consistently charitable and um, I have a friend who has 12 children and she's older than me and I've watched her over time and she's always been consistently that good person, you know, with a good, good character and virtue. Wow. So um, th- those, are, so those are some of the things that I see that that's what, how I see leadership. You know, I'm not mm. looking at it in such a business mindset is more of a, um, you know, that, that more personal development. Well, thank you. A lot, of, lot to unpack there. And, and Matt, be ready. You're up next. But what I heard you say, Samantha, is the the great man that was a saint, is a saint, was a saint. He recognized in his challenges and his struggles 
are were what they were. He doesn't have to live with them, and he certainly doesn't have to walk the earth as a as a victim because things happen to him. So he examples what we can do if we really put our mind and our spirit to it. And it's it's amazing that we we get we get so caught up in our own stuff. And leaders, if you're listening, it's it, as Samantha just said, it really isn't about you. It starts with you, and I've said it a hundred times on this very show. We think it's about ourselves, and we get into our dark corners, and then we we bark at people, we bite at people, and we tell them what to do, but that's not leadership. So when we show up kind and considerate and full of courage, as the examples you've de- you've described, in my opinion, then you have a, a, an opportunity to be a great leader. So thank you for sharing. Matthew, to you, my friend, give us an example of a great leader in your life today, and what do you... What do you honor about that person and the way he or she shows up, not only for you, but with you? You know, I've, I've had many great mentors and leaders uh, throughout my, my business career and, um, you know, personal life as well. And, you know, a, a few come to mind and I um, that you, Samantha, you're a, a tough, true act to follow when it when it comes to the to the uh, saints. Um, but, I, you know, Greg knows me well enough that I always lean to the athleticism and the sports minded sure. philosophers in, in my world. And there's a lot of great coaches out there and I've had a few in my, uh, my career as well. And, but one of the coaches that I tend to believe in and continue to, to listen to and watch and see how he acts and reacts in his day-to-day um, coaching is um, Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin is a coach Um that has been put in a role from a diversity perspective um, and has taken that opportunity day in and day out to not let his team down, his organization down, let alone his fans in the city mm-hmm. and all around the world. Um, Mike and Mike Tomlin, this is, this is a, a phenomenal man with character mm. that is what everyone would say is a player's coach. And a player's coach is a very important way to put something is because that player becomes a coach and they've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, now you lead and you explain, coach, train, mentor the way that you were and the, what you believed in and what those things, those beliefs that you carried forward and a man of faith as well. Um, a man that, We'll always put family first, team first, and obviously the wins and losses come along with that. He's one of the coaches I love to follow. I will tell you that my mother has always been a great leader to me. Um, my father was unfortunately put in a wheelchair whenever I was senior in high school, and she became Wonder Woman, hmm. um, where in some relationships, male or female, one may decide to dash because they can't handle something of that nature. Basically, my mother said, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, for sickness and in health, I do. And she mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And she became my hero. And when I say that, helping raise five children uh, who now has grandchildren, who has now great-grandchildren, and still is what I would say the I call it the great triarch of the family, the grandma. Yeah. Uh, she's now the great triarch. So 
Um, I, I love my mother and I've loved, always loved what she has did by not giving up and staying empathetic to all of those who are around because of what she has gone through. Beautiful. I, I tell you, thank you for sharing. And for those listening, listen for the attributes. Listen to the qualities that are being uh, uh, repeated for us in, the, in these great leaders. And Samantha and Matt, you, you, you both share a common thread. You're both leaders, but you also both coach. You train and you coach. And I believe leadership is about coaching. It is about showing them how to do it so that they can turn around and do it even better than, than you did. And even to your Mike Tomlin, who is who's, who you're referring to as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, very consistent, as you said. But he played it. He played it well. Now he's a, an opportunity to lead. But you guys are both coaches. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. So, Samantha, how do you, how do you coach – and lead at the same time? And how do you intertwine those two words? And I know you're somewhat of a trainer as well. So put all that together for us and, and let us know, how do you show up most powerfully most days? And, uh, and why is it important? Oh, gosh. Um, Easy question, huh? I think my, my coaching is more educating. And, okay. um, and I can't teach what I don't know. So I have to be doing it and sharing my experience. And that's my coaching is mainly based on my experience. I wouldn't try to coach somebody to do something I hadn't done myself. Um, and when I'm training in the gym, if I put somebody on a new machine, a new exercise, I always make sure that I know how to, uh, that I've done it before and I'm really familiar with it. So any, anything I, I coach, it's going to be based out of my own experience. Mm-hmm. And um, of course I draw from other people's experience as well, but uh, there has to be a personal um, story that goes along with my coaching. I think that makes it more relevant to the person you're coaching and they can grab onto that and that they're going to get better results because of it. And then I have also had coaches as well and, and personal trainers. So I've learned from them and I've had great, great mentors in that. And I know what worked for me and I try to use those same, those same things with um, the people that I, that I coach and, and train um, as far as like, uh, I don't know. There was like a two part to that question, right? Well, no, I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to stop you there because now you opened up this beautiful box called relatable and empathy. You know what it's like to be in their shoes. And so then you can coach and educate and train accordingly. But you, you said the the word that uh, not many people refer to Samantha, and that is you want to be relatable and you want your information to be relevant. You said, and when we do, and we get affirmation that people are listening and growing and becoming better in our in in the moment. Then you you know that you're coaching them the way they want to be coached, or in some cases educated the way they need to be educated. Matt, how do you show up for your team? And if you were if you were talking to all the great leaders of the hospitality industry, what's what's one defining way you lead, and how do you know it's working? Uh, one defining way that I've, I've learned to lead even better is by making sure that everyone understands that I realize there are two ears mm-hmm. and one mouth. Mm-hmm. And by listening to our customer, our, uh, our employee associates, my team, about how they feel, about how they feel about specific situations, is how I can help lead them maybe in a, in a better direction or uh, in a different direction, uh, however you want to look at it. But but the key really is to communicate 
with each other the way you want to be communicated to. What I have done in, uh, have been able to accomplish, and I'm blessed to say that I've accomplished, I've, I've lived, learned, and I've failed along yeah. the way. And at the end of the day, we can talk about it because Google talks about it, right? Sure. Everyone has, everyone has failed in some way, shape, or form or the other. You have a result that's desired. What was the result that you got to? And is there a better route? And through coaching, mm-hmm. you're, you, you ask the questions of your team, what would have been a better way? How do you think, how did that result make you feel? And whether it was a win or a loss, um, the, the type of product that we bring in, whatever it may be, it's, it's very important that we allow the teammate to think about what they accomplished or did not accomplish first. Right. And then coach. Yeah. No, beautiful. Well, well said. And you, you also opened up a, a topic I love to talk about, and, and that's listening and listening with your eyes too, being patient and present. You both know that's that's important to to me. So I'm going to introduce the topic that the show is named after, of course, called servant leadership. And Samantha, when you when you first heard those words um, or with that phrase, what did they mean to you? And if it just was recently, maybe it's the same question, but what does servant leadership mean to you today? Uh, well, I've been familiar with the term for a really long time because it's tied into my, my faith and the idea that unless you're willing to serve, you you can't, if people don't see that you're willing to serve, then it kind of takes away your credibility mm-hmm. um, as a coach, as a leader. If you're not willing to get in there and get your hands dirty and, uh, do all the hard stuff before you go and teach other people, then, um, that's, uh, then again, you know, it takes away your credibility and, and they're not maybe, maybe not be as effective. Um, also when you are, for me, the coaches that I've worked with who trained me, um, when I could feel that they, they were, it was more of a calling for them to serve others, like with the gifts that they had and then that through coaching, Mm-hmm. that's that's how um i start coaching it's like it's not about this is a this is a gift that i have that i need to serve you um and that it just kind of tied it ties in together like you can't have one without the other and that's how i look at it amen i mean literally amen a lot of a lot of leaders do not know the importance of taking care of or serving their followers their teammates uh their kids uh their their grandmother i mean it's you cannot, in my opinion, you cannot be a, a great leader unless you have a servant or a, a serve first mentality. A lot's been said about servant leadership, Matt, and I know you're a proponent of it somewhat because of our relationship. And some of it is because I believe that's what you believe. So I'm going to go a different route with this question with you, Matt, is how has servant leadership served you and how you show up in the world? Well, you know, Again, going back to uh, Eden Leadership, I've, I've been happy to say that, you know, several years ago you were involved. Uh, I've known you obviously for a while, but you got involved with our organization and I've been able to um, spend a lot of time with you and, 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 uh, you know, read and understand and practice. And, you know, I, I, I like to say I'm not an attorney, so I practice everything I do every day. I just don't practice. Um, but it was real important for me to understand uh, whenever you're serving your team or your uh, constituents, your colleagues, you're actually helping them 
move an organization or whatever it may be forward collectively being aligned. Um, and if, if there's something that's an obstacle, um, or you're either going to bust through it, jump over it, run around it, what's yeah. the best way to get through it? And the key is to serve and understand what they may be. And simply by asking, what can I do to help you today? It's right. a very simple question. Love it. And, and, and again, like Samantha said, not being afraid to get your hands dirty. Um, if, if my team sees me picking up the slack where they may need a little help because their work is becoming, um, I wouldn't say overloaded, but they're, they've got a lot going on for me to be able to say, listen, what can I do to dive in? Why don't I take these three things, take them off your plate? You move forward with those. And Beautiful. from a team effort perspective, that's servant leadership. Um, being because we're all going for the common result, whatever it may be, whether it's a committee project or whether it's uh, moving a deal across the finish line and bringing a, a new uh, great franchisee into the red roof system. A absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's uh, uh, you know you you both know my my five principles are integrity, accountability, courage, passion, and humility. And I believe the uh, most leaders struggle with courage and humility courage to have a conversation around something that needs to be discussed versus them just pointing and expecting. And same thing with humility. Most leaders have a hard time putting other people first and or have a hard time with uh, understanding where that person is coming from. So Samantha, final question for you. Um, if someone's watching this show and they're a little bit on the ego side, a little bit more narcissistic, a little bit more self-centered, what would you tell that leader what he or she might do in order to become a better leader? What, what advice would you give that person who's listening today? I would say you need to put yourself in that, in that person's position, the people you're leading. You need to, um, I actually had this conversation with my boyfriend a while back ago. I said, you need to imagine these people um, as your son or your daughter mm. before you go in the way you're, you're leading that, that is um, like, you're better than them. And then if you look at them as a, your own family, then you're going to lead in a different way. Uh, that's, that's what I say. It's like you, if you, if you're that arrogant and you're not, you're looking at people as your, your servants, you're not looking at them as human beings. Yeah. And the way to do that is to imagine it's either your, it may be your brother or your sister or your child or a close friend, you know, you have to come in and look at them in a different way. And that, that kind of, that can knock you down. Well, knock you down. I mean, because when you're humbled, and I like to call it when you eat humble pie, as I, as I have, uh, and Matt knows this, I, I ate a lot of humble pie in the 90s, in the early 2000s, because I, I, was, I was there. I had arrived. I, you know, look at my wall of awards, blah, blah, blah. Matt, I'm going to finish with you, my friend. What would you tell the arrogant, egotistical, narcissistic leader. And at this time, you don't even believe they're willing to change, but you have an interest in sharing with them some things that might help them if they're at least able to listen. What would you tell them? Yeah, I, you know, I, I would look at it, you know, you, you took the humble pie as you were saying it. Uh, I was saying it as well. Um, you don't know what an individual is going through any day, any hour. Specifically today's day and age with what we've been through in the last, call it 24 months almost now. Yeah. 
So we really have to think before we speak and think about being empathetic before we become, um, uh, I don't want to use the word majestic and I don't want to be Hitler-like. But at the end of the day, when you're barking orders at people to tell them to go do what they need to do, that's the military. Mm -hmm. And you're protecting people's lives. We'll allow the the leaders to do that in the the time needed. But Mm -hmm. in what we do in our day in and day out lives, we have to become more humble. And I think what they'll find is whenever they act in a servant leadership way, Mm -hmm. that the results will be exponentially higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Samantha Lamar, thank you for being with us this morning. At least it's morning time in in Denver. Um, And your podcast is called Podcast on the Plaza. Check it out. Uh, Rumor has it I'm going to be a guest on your show at some point. Thank you. Yes. October October 4th. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, And and Matt Hostetler, Chief Development Officer at Red Roof Hotels. Great to see you again, my friend. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. And both of you have brought up some things that I want to ask the audience to consider. Are you humble? And if so, how are you showing up with humility? Are you truly interested where other people are coming from? Empathy and servant leadership. And a word that wasn't discussed, but I'm going to leave you with this one. What if you were curious just this much more and you asked better questions and you asked more questions of the people that are following you or your partner, your spouse or your kids? What might that do to the information you have to now lead them the way they want to be led? So stay curious, stay kind, stay considerate, and uh, here from Denver, Colorado, this is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership. Please check out AidenLeadership.com. Go to the events page. We have a huge conference coming up in February. It seems like it's a lot of months from now, but it's going to be right around the corner here soon. We'll see you soon. God bless. Again, Matt, uh, Samantha, thank you. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership saying goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.